welcome everybody to Lore and Poor. Hey, we've got a returning guest tonight, everybody. We've got, uh, so first of all, first of all, first, what did I just say? First you of said You had a returning guest and first of all. Yeah. Um, our topic tonight is uh, Eberron. You may have known. Or you may have heard about this uh, shiny magic town, magic world, magic plane, whatever it is. We'll get to the bottom of that. But um, yeah, we've got a returning guest tonight. We've got our very own Professor Gerundu, uh from the Nine Layers of Hell. You may remember him. That's uh, right. I appeared in that episode. Yes, I'm from the Unseen University. I'm the professor of extraplanar geography at the Unseen University. Yeah, and and just can I just one more time get how do you pronounce your name so I make sure I don't get I'm it wrong. Tonight? Professor Professor Gerald Rundu. Okay, Gerald Rund. Okay, gotcha. I think I won't mess that up tonight. Uh, I'm professor, sure you will, but never mind. <laughs> professor, we had to start every night of Lorenport off with first asking, uh, "What are we drinking tonight?" I am drinking uh, Bushmills Single Malt. And uh, let me tell you, it's going to bloody well knock my socks off. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not straying too far from the from the beaten path. Uh, I am again uh, back on my dirty dues, uh, staying far away from Fireball after the Giants episode. <laughs> that was a rough <laughs> night. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh, hang out and learn more about Eberron. I, I really like this place, so I'm excited to learn more about it, which I'm sure is going to be 100% factual from a professor like yourself. 100%. I am, of course, an acknowledged expert on explanatory geography, uh, particularly specializing within the Nine Hells. And of course, recently, having returned from a sojourn in Eberron, I have first-hand experience of the place. Well, I think without further ado, how about we go ahead and just hop in. I'll let you loose and you can just kind of give an overview as high level, low level, as uh, long winded as you would like to do um, about kind of like the history of Eberron and what is Eberron. Well, Eberron essentially is a... uh, a a celestial body, a planet, uh, say... Existing on a slightly different uh, plane of existence from what you might deem the prime material plane, or, or, or you know, the, the reality as we know it. It exists in a, a sort of uh, parallel uh, timeline, so to speak. Uh, the society is formed of several nations, as most are, split along uh, ethnographic and political lines. The uh, basic history of the place is that it has been subject to uh, rather extensive magically fueled wars uh, which has resulted in the creation of a race of ascensioned uh, artificial life forms known as the Warforged which is probably the most famous thing to come from Eberron into the wider consciousness and uh, awareness of, of, of folks in the in the wider community rather than just specialized academics like myself uh, of course yes the, the, there was a the, at one stage the the most developed 
and a prestigious country in Eberron was destroyed as a result of um, a magical attack, which was uh, cataclysmic in scale and uh, essentially wiped it from the map. After which point, the nations decided that it was probably not such a good idea to start murdering each other or continue murdering each other in such uh, uh, large-scale assaults. And there was something of a ban, uh, a, a, a disarmament, so to speak, of uh, such potent magical weapons. And uh, now an uneasy peace sort of reigns over, over the whole place. Uh, society is rather more developed than you might be used to uh, from a... Um, from a Forgotten Realms perspective, I uh, haven't ventured there myself, but I understand Faerun is um, rather um, feudal. You haven't uh, been to Faerun before? I haven't had any occasion to, you see. Uh, oh. it's, uh, it's rather a well-worn path in terms of fields of study. Um, right, uh, yeah. The Forgotten Realms seem to be the most remembered of all the realms, uh, so it kind of makes any real academic pursuits rather redundant, uh, I've found. I mean, it's probably a lovely place to go on holiday. I imagine it's rather touristy. Um, it is. Eberron, it's Eberron pretty is, kitschy. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. It's very twee, isn't it? If you, if you want you know, you want to hang out with some pipeweed-smoking halflings and... um. I don't know, bugger a wizard, then absolutely that's the sort of thing you can expect to do in Faerun. Uh, Eberron is uh, a little bit more interesting, I, I think, uh, certainly to our contemporary eyes as um, uh, human beings uh, living on Earth. Uh, we could sort of recognize some more uh, contemporary features of society that we might uh, draw parallels to our own. For instance, there are there, there is an extensive criminal organized crime network throughout the realms uh, with deg- varying degrees of influence depending on which regions that you uh, go to. Um, they're rather interesting people to hang around with. I have found myself at many a casino or low drinking joint enjoying... Uh, a, a quick pint or perhaps a, a little flutter on whatever the local flavor of gambling is. Um, and yes, uh, and then of course to interact with those those warforged, uh, take a lightning rail across the country uh, and uh, try and sort of experience uh, all the, uh, the various interesting uh, things that are out to sea. Um, of course, one of the more important differences in uh, Eberron that you might want to note is the uh, the dragonmarked houses, uh, whose names I'm sure are of some import to the people who live there. But to me, as somebody who was passing through, uh, I really didn't give a shit, so I didn't write any of those down or bother to remember their names. But suffice to say, there are... Um, Great houses comprising um, a sort of affiliated uh, classes, I suppose you might say, or workmen. Uh, they're also broadly organized along uh, ethnographic lines. And each of those is a um, imbued with a, a power uh, innately, uh, which manifests in the form of like a, a, a tattoo. Um, Upon the was, bodies was of that said people. Tat, tattoo? 
A tattoo, yes. Okay. Um, gotcha. <laughs> A tattoo, and then um, yes, yeah, so that manifests uh, certain uh, magically inspired abilities. Um, as I said, society is rather more technologically advanced as you might find in the Forgotten Realms. Uh, they enjoy such things as street lights and uh, electrical power trains. Uh, they have something called the Lightning Rail, which uh, is rather like a sort of steampunk bullet train. Uh, which was rather fun to ride, although I must say the tickets were overpriced. Um, I was unable to pay with my traditional tender of the finger bones of saints, as they are not recognized tender uh, within Everon, sadly. Uh, so I had to restrain myself from grave robbing for this uh, for this venture, which was something of a disappointment, because I think perhaps in all history, all recorded history, I, through repeated uh, ventures, I may, may have become the finest grave robber to ever live. Uh, but of course, in this instance, there was no material need for me to do so. Uh, so I just did it for fun on weekends. Um, yeah, But yes, to, to return to the matter at hand, um, I believe in this instance the the planet was created essentially by warring dragons, as improbable as that sounds. Somehow when they died, they turned into land. I don't know precisely how all that works. It seems rather unlikely to me, but that's the story, and that's their story, and they're sticking to it. So, uh, you know, make of that what you will. I, you could call the whole planet liars if you like. But uh, they're not inclined to take that very very well, uh, since that seems to be the, the received wisdom there. And I, I suppose broadly, that's the, the, that's the overview of Eberron. So, it's, it sounds like it's a pretty big place. Um, it's, well, it's, it's fucking massive, yes. It's like, it's like a whole bloody planet. Uh, so, it's, yeah, it's a whole planet. So, like, what are, so, like, are there, like, different major... Is it broken up more by major cities or major like territories, like countries, territories, borders? Yes. So, as you might expect, um, conventional divisions upon a map, there are nation states and city states within those lands. Uh, again, as I said, they're largely and somewhat, I find, unf- unfortunately, seem to be broken down among uh, racial and ethnic lines which is rather a sad indictment of the um, lack of uh, willingness to to integrate with one another and sort of grasp a a wider shared experience, a commonality of experience which I think was uh, you know a a really important thing to uh, foster in a society. But then again uh, there are such a variance in outlooks among uh, some of these people. As I say, uh, there are uh, cities run along the same sort of lines as uh, uh, 1920s Chicago, you know, Prohibition of Chicago, for instance, where, you know, things are run more or less by uh, organized groups. Sean, yes. Is that Sean? I've heard I've heard of Sean. Yeah. It sounds like that's kinda like the 
Yes, the mobster I mean, air. That's uh, somewhat recognizable to our eyes as a uh, being from where we are. We can sort of see those those influences and uh, and and that sort of it's relatable in that sense. I feel we can you can really you can really see the corruption in the society, and it, it really points back to our own society with big flashing red arrows. Yeah, circling back to you mentioning like some of the areas not really um, kind of being distinct in their population and, mm. you know, kind of, you know, segregating amongst themselves. I did see a, something about a place called Demon Waste that yes. sounds like it's probably good that that place Yes, I mean, if, you, if if anybody was to be an isolationist nation, it should be the demon wastes, because uh, as the, it's not a trick question or you know a, a, a misnomer. It's that's literally, literally what it is. It's literally what it is. It's a <laughs> it's a large desert populated by insectoid demons that will rip your face off as soon as look at you. Okay, so don't go to demon waste. I would strong. I would strongly disrecommend it, unless of course. You haven't been to a bureau de change and exchanged all of your saintly finger bones from your last hell trip. In which that's case, that's the only you, place you can cash in. I mean, that's really the only place there of any use. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I mean, you gotta you gotta risk it for the biscuit if you need to cash in that currency you got from the nine. I mean, otherwise you'll just take up space in a drawer. Really, but, uh, you yeah, can't return just pap- them to the fa- grave. Fancy paperweights at that point. Well, once you've robbed the grave, you can't really go back and Honor put things it. back. No. Yeah, you don't want to dig it up a no, second no. time and give them their bones back. That's just well, it's, that's, it makes it it makes it rather easier to get caught digging up a grave just to put things back after you've already stolen them once. Like, you might as well buy yourself a nice lampshade while you're in hell. Yeah. Um, is there any? I say fun. I guess you know what. Now that I'm thinking about it, I was about to say, are there any fun holidays in uh, Eberron? And then I was about to say, well, I guess they don't have to be fun. But has there ever been a not fun holiday <laughs> ever? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Either way, is there any holidays in Eberron? <laughs> it's funny you should say that because yes, there there is an extremely unfun holiday that happened beyond while I was there. Fortunately, as a as a foreigner and a tourist, I was not expected to participate. But they have something called the uh, the branding of the ankle, which happens uh, every uh, oh fun every midsummer, and. Uh, a select few uh, stout gentlemen from the local village will be rounded up and branded most violently on the ankle with a, a hot, a searing hot chain, uh, which is presented by the local blacksmith. It's considered quite an honor, uh, but of course, you are, uh, as a result, seriously disfigured from in the lower extremities by third degree birds from a, a white hot chain placed along your ankles. That's a not very fun holiday, which, of, of course, uh, I've heard has since been banned because, uh, it, it, quite frankly, it, it, it reduced the workforce too much. Yeah. People volunteer for that or not so much? Oh, it's quite an honor to just have a white hot chain draped across your ankles. Um, of course, it, as I say, it's not, not something for me. And uh, as a as a foreigner, I wasn't expected to participate, which was fortunate. That's but I did. Good. That's I did. Really I did. Good. 
I did enjoy the screaming. I mean, that was fun. But uh, wait, why? Well, it, it was it was interesting. The screaming was interesting. Yes. Well, I've never seen a, I've never seen five or six men dragged from their homes and uh, adorned yeah. with searing hot chains from the forge you know before. I'm looking and, at the uh, definition of interesting right now, and you know what? You got it. I mean, that's pretty much I, I, much a I textbook. Did, I didn't say it was pleasant. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I, that's why I was. That's why where my confusion was coming from, and now I see the error of my ways. Yeah. No, as as an academic, I'm not expected to um, to always be content or happy in my work. I'm simply there to observe the truth and report on such. And uh, if I if I find it distasteful, or whether I um, enjoy it thoroughly and uh, take pictures and uh, have erotic thoughts about it later. That's my own business, and quite frankly, you, you, it's rude for you to pry. How dare you? I won't pry anymore. Good. Um, but yes, they have in- they have many holidays. Oh yeah, <laughs> many holidays. Yeah. Most of that one, as, as I say, I've heard has since been banned. Um, most of them aren't as quite as dreadful as that. Um, they have something called uh, Big Jimmy's Birthday. Now, you oh. might think that that's just an individual's birthday, but you'd be wrong. That's yeah. actually, it's like the equivalent of Christmas. There's, a, there's a, a gentleman called Big Jimmy. I say a gentleman. He's actually, a, I believe, an elder god. He, he comes down once a year, and uh, he demands cake. And each family will bake a cake for Big Jimmy. And uh, the Warforged, of course, don't eat uh, organic food, but they instead uh, create a crude circuit board in their own homes and will present that instead. Um, and Big Jimmy will come around and sample all of the cakes. And sometimes, I mean, he's very busy, so he, he can't visit every individual house, but the, the offering is left out to be taken by nature, and that's symbolically seen to be an offering to Big Jimmy, if you see what I mean. But anyway, Big Jimmy's birthday is probably the, you know, the equivalent of Christmas, and that's the one everybody really looks forward to. I mean, it doesn't sound any different to how I celebrate Christmas. No, exactly. You bake a cake and leave it outside for an enormous I, being to come and eat. Yeah, and if um, if he doesn't, that means I'm going to die in the winter. Um, yes, precisely. What about while you were in Eberron? How did you get around? Like, how did you travel between um, between country? Are they called country? What are they called? Countries, land well, they, masses, cities. They're, they're called countries or city states or it depends really on the size and uh, the classification but most places would consider themselves i suppose countries uh it's it's really a more useful frame of reference for for us to be honest it's the terms in which we think in in our uh, contemporary fashion we would view them as a as a nation or a country so yeah how how did you travel a from place to place. How'd you get around Eberron? Well, fortunately, given the uh, rather advanced level of technological development in comparison to Faerun, as I'm given to understand, uh, they have something called the Lightning Rail, which I believe I alluded to earlier. That's something resembling a uh, sort of steampunk bullet train. Um, It's powered by electricity, although said electricity is manufactured through uh, magical means. Uh, 
and uh, it drives a locomotive uh, through the countryside. Where links apply, it is extremely efficient and very, very, very well uh, worth your time rather than uh, perhaps taking an ox cart through the demon waste, which is something I would 100% not recommend. (laughs) Uh, zero stars on TripAdvisor for the Demon Waste. We'll leave that one alone. Uh, parking's fantastic, though. I will say that because I no, would fucker imagine. Wants, no fucker wants to stay there. I would imagine. Um, how How's the... I guess, Demon Waste aside, how's the fashion like in Eberron? How does it match up with Faerun? It varies from place to place, but I, I suppose... Amongst the uh, the Kalashtar and the uh, the dragon marked houses, uh, a more um, a more formal style of dress is uh, considered appropriate. Whereas in Faerun, you might find perhaps a doublet and hose, or more baroque styles of dress. In uh, Eberron, you might find perhaps a slightly more f- uh, old-fashioned style of cut, but certainly a very recognizably um, suit, formal attire, business wear-based kind of look, with sort of fantasy slash uh, magical dressing to it. Perhaps you might see a particularly high-ranking a member of one of the Dragonmart houses wearing a blazer with the colours and patterns that shift or or that sort of faintly glows or something like that, you know? Because magic, you see, it becomes essentially the technology of that realm. Magic is is studied and practised and applied in practical ways. Um, It's applied like science to the world around them, you see? Um, It's not just mumbo-jumbo, some old fellow with a beard muttering into a book and throwing some bat guano and diamonds around. No, no, no. This is proper scientific method applied to the study of magic, which is... uh, Sounds like a contradiction in terms, but when magic is so sufficiently suffused throughout your society in that it is manifested within the people living in that society, then such a thing ceases to be magic and begins to be mundane. And in that mundanity, it is applied to the everyday life in ways that we would flick on a light switch or press the button on your washing machine to do your laundry those sort of things we think nothing of and in the same token many people within Eberron will use magic in similar ways so you're dressed up in this fancy maybe semi-magical suit Mm -hmm. What are some fun things you're going to go out on the town in Ebron and do? What's some fun stuff out uh, around there? Uh, well, most major cities will have their own uh, entertainment districts. I would say I 
can't remember the name of the place now, but it's a it's a region populated largely by lizard men, and uh, it's it has a kind of old west feel to it. Ooh, now, that sounds fun. Yes, I only had a brief stop there, which is unfortunately why I can't recall very much about it. But I do remember the drinking spots were very lively. There was a brisk trade in Mountain Dew, uh, which, uh, of course, uh, is extremely potent moonshine. Uh, and I, I may have been there longer than I thought I was, surely because of the amount that I had to drink. It was very, very good stuff. And I thought I was there perhaps an afternoon, but I may have been there as long as a week. So while you're making these trips around Eberron, yes, what would you say would be your favorite either, if you can get as granular as picking a favorite city... Or at least, what's your favorite just, you know, country, state? Um, If you had to pick one. I think I'm always a bit of a sucker for the city life. So, I mean, Shan was probably my favorite. Yeah. Although, as I I did say, it has its problems with organized crime. Um, It's just a, a bustling metropolis, a real melting pot. And... There's so much diversity in culture and uh, and the kind of people and the kind of food and the 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 entertainment and, and you know it, you could see everything that Eberron has to offer in one weekend in Sharn. Yeah, I feel like from what I've heard, Sharn really is like if you only had say a, a 10 day to spin in Eberron you could spend that whole 10 day in Sharn I mean realistically you could, you could see, spend it lost in one district of Sharn but you, you yeah because it's a big city yes it's it's it's, it's gigantic and and there are people come from all over Eberron to settle there because it is you know it's the economic hub of of the place and um yes quite frankly I, I'm always a big fan of uh seeing um, interactions between uh, other cultures and seeing multiculturalism, you know, really bloom. I've always been a fan of that, as many people may call me regressive for my attitudes towards digging up saintly relics and exchanging them with demons for uh, artifacts of horrific potency. I, you know, I I really believe that um, it's in the interests of all sentient beings to understand one another and try and reach uh, at least, you know, a degree of civility, if not outright friendship. At least we should grow to understand and respect one another. And I feel that that manifests most um, strongly in Shan. As I said, many of the lands are very sadly... um, divided upon racial and ethnographic grounds and to me that seems like a real shame uh, as much as it, it it serves to respect one's own culture I think looking so inwardly um, stunts the development of the people and f- results exactly in the kind of 
global catastrophe and war that the the nations are seeking to avoid. You you mentioned the economics of Sharn and how it's kind of like the economic hub of Eberron. Uh, speaking of economics, what are these dragon shards I've heard so much about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would tell me. I asked and asked and asked, and they, I think I don't know whether it was. Maybe it's like a. Is it is it kind of like a uh, a crime ring smuggling operation, like drugs or something? I'm not sure. I mean, I I managed to get hold of one. And I put it up my nose, and I didn't get a buzz at all. It was rather rubbish. So what the fuck are they about? I, I've, perhaps it was some sort of currency or token of exchange. I don't really know. So you I, just put a quarter up your nose. I just spoke really loudly and pointed at things until I got what I wanted. And then if they didn't pay attention to me, I just left. That was basically how things worked while I was there. Like yeah, uh, like I mean, any like any Englishman of any social status abroad, I just shouted until people either gave me what I wanted or I left. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's it sounds like these Ebron houses have ki- uh, kind of a grip on these dragon shards. Yes, I mean, I un- I I I understood understood that much. Um, <laughs> This whiskey is really, really doing the job. Um, yeah, our drinks are doing the jobs. Um, these, so these, ha- these houses the fuck that am I talking fuck, fucking tell you about these dragon shards. What are these Eberron houses, and what are these marks I keep hearing about? It's got something to do with the bloody bullshit stories they tell about dragons. I think uh, they're rather obsessed with them. I think they've there's some they claim descendancy from some of the prime primal dragons that are forming the place that you know that they all live on. Um, essentially, there's there certain people are imbued with inherently imbued with magical abilities, which are said to be derived from um, these extremely powerful ancient magic dragons, which are no longer around. Mm. Um, those people with those marks, which as I say, strongly resemble tribal tattoos from the 90s quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, I remember them. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not lying. I've seen some of those pictures. And um, yes, uh, so as I say, they strongly resemble tribal tattoos quite a lot of the time, uh, which uh, seems a, a little bit cliche and, you know, rather old-fashioned now. But um, in any case, these people inherently are magical. Uh, They are born with these abilities, and they sort of form guilds, I suppose. Um, Sort of loose uh, familial or professional groupings, and uh, they hold quite a lot of sway. Okay, so it sounds like they're kind of like the... Obligarchs. How do you say that word? An, Oblig- yeah, oligarchs. Exactly. Olig- yes. Yeah, I put a B in there. I don't think it's supposed There's to have a B in no, there. No, no, no. There's no, no. no Bs in there. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean an oligarch, like if an oligarch honest. wants to have Bs in there, then they have the money to do so. They got they, the uh, money to add a B to a word in the Webster Dictionary. Yeah, that's true. Uh... <laughs> uh Professor, what would if say um say you meet a you know fresh out of 
magic, uh, fresh out of Strixhaven student who is looking to take a year abroad before, uh, you know, landing their magic job. Um, and they want to visit Eberron. Mm. What would be your, if you could only give them one, what would be your one piece of advice you'd give them before they make that uh, jump, pop, and skip over the planes or planetary systems, whatever it is that they had well, to make to get I'll, to Eberron? Before I answer that question, as I can see you have some curiosity about it, I shall answer how you actually traveled to Eberron from anywhere. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, you know what? As soon as I was asked that question, I realized, like, fuck, how do you even get there? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, I uh, I went to my local train station and I ran headfirst into a wall. And when I came to, oh. I was on a lightning rail heading towards Shan. Specific wall or just any wall? No, no, just any. If you run it with your head load with sufficient force, uh, I'm told oh, that uh, you, you'll awaken within Eberron. And uh, that's what I did. And uh, everything... Is, <laughs> is Eberron just a big coma dream? Did you just run headfirst into a brick wall real hard and get knocked out for a couple months? Well, I mean, uh, I don't think so. I I've, I recall having many conversations with people within Eberron okay. and distinctly remember riding the lightning train. Uh, well, so maybe you've been to Eberron, maybe not. I don't think that's neither here nor there. I think what's important is just like if anybody else does get into a coma Eberron, uh, what would yes, be your, sorry, like, I, I sort of, <laughs> I sort of went away from your question there. I'm sorry about that. I, I it's inexplicably, ever since I travelled to Eberron, I've been having these very strange headaches and loss of memory. I um, couldn't, I couldn't explain that at all. Yes, I, I think probably my principal advice would be uh, wear a helmet. <laughs> just like around Eberron. Well, firstly, when you're travelling there, just to make sure you don't. Uh, split your brow and then uh, yes just wear a helmet generally um, there's rather a lot of low ceilings um, and of course um, it's just I mean that's just good advice generally wear a helmet I was gonna say you know what that may on I think this is episode 21 of Lauren Poor on 20 plus episodes I think that may be the best universal advice that could be given ever is just fucking wear a helmet like yes. you might, if you're going grocery shopping fucking wear a helmet you don't know what's good you don't know what's out there it pays to be prepared it's fucking slippery out there sometimes in fact wear two helmets wear two wear a helmet on your helmet and then wear a helmet on both butt cheeks no that, that wear helmets too, on your that's, knees that's just silly but wear two helmets, helmets and elbow helmets then they sort of cease to be helmets if you stop wearing them upon your head. Oh, because helm is like top. Is, yeah. Helmet, so helm. Put your helmet. Well, I, I I think we've become somewhat sidetracked here, but yes, uh, you're correct. That Wear is the finest. That is the best general advice you've wear received over over the course of twenty one episodes. Yes, wear a helmet. And it came from a professor, so you know it's got to be So right. I know what the fuck I'm talking about, so you all better listen. <laughs> uh, professor, while you're not either being a professor of Eberron or professor of the Nine Hells, you're, you're a really busy man. 
Yes. Um, where else can people find you at? Um, you can find me all over the Majestic Goose Network. Uh, of course, when I'm not being Professor Professor Gerald Rundu, I am just plain old Gerundu. You can find me as Silas Lancaster in Roll for Weird. You can find me as Jumble Up Pendergrass in uh, Shitty Cowboys. You can find me as Jerry Higgins in various different shows. And you can find me as Flex Gristle. Returning soon live Monday nights to the Majestic Goose Network live on Twitch. It's the Modrus Bloodspot Arena, um, which I'm really looking forward to because although we had a poor track record of victories, those games are always super, super fun. And we will yeah. be casting for guests again soon because do it's coming do you back mean on the a, regs. Do you mean a poor track record of victories as in killing people we have yet to kill a player um, <laughs> we generally sorely underestimate um, we we the we abilities of our party genuinely try to make them very because it's only a single counter so we try yeah. to make it very very it's hard deadly. to scale it yeah yeah, it's hard it's to scale hard to for scale. a single encounter for everybody to know. Like, hey, in ninety minutes, I've got a, I can blow all my my spell slots. Yeah, yeah. Not that I've, I'm not complaining about the format, and you should still watch it. It's extremely funny, and like, <laughs> we'll kill we someone. Some, we'll we kill someone some, eventually. We have some amazing, um, amazing guests on there, and we've come close. We have come close a couple of times. Well, in any case, yeah, that's a fun show, and it's coming back soon. So, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be what that week, the week after. It will. It you know what? It damn may be the day. It's today. It's tonight, everybody. Uh, okay, so, so tonight, later on <laughs> tonight, as this drops on your slash Majestic Goose Network. Well, it'll be what. Five o'clock in the evening. Five Eastern Standard Time, yeah. and we drop these episodes at like three a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you got like fourteen hours to get ready, fifteen hours to get ready. <laughs> um, so either way, yeah. When if you're listening to this live, uh, tune in tonight on Twitch as me and Trundu act like WWE <laughs> commentators as uh, people take on what's going to be a very fun re-debut uh, encounter so check that out um, it's been a long last time thing before I'm going to start doing patron shout outs while we're recording so I don't have to remember to uh, do them after the fact uh, before I do that make sure that you head over to kickstarter.com and search for majestic goose or yeah. search for goose con or goose con 2022 um, or just go to goosecon2022.com. Uh, either way, it's going to get you to our Kickstarter page. We are trying to have Goosecon 2022. It's going to be a tabletop gaming convention um, at the Duke Convention Center in Cincinnati, Ohio, September 23rd to the 25th. We're trying to get 100% of the cast members from Majestic Goose there. Uh, there's going to be a big uh, open board game library where we'll have hundreds of board games for you to check out. 
Um, you can come and play board games with new friends or old friends. Uh, we'll catch some live podcast recordings. Catch mm. some uh, podcast panels. Uh, meet all the cast of the Majestic Goose Network. Genuinely, probably going to be the best weekend of 2022. You're not going to want to miss it, but we do have to first fund um, before we can make sure that this happens. So, um, yeah. You got to fund it to make me come from all the way from England. Yes, you can, you know, come and meet me and make me happy by telling me how great I am. And even if you can't make it, <laughs> um, if you've got a podcast or something you want to promote, you can sponsor us. You can sponsor a table uh, where you will have your um, logo or website or whatever you want on the table for the entire weekend. Or you can sponsor the event where you will have your logo on the um, on the banner at the registration and on our website, and uh, you know you'll be shouted out throughout the entire um, lead up to the event and during the event. Uh, so there's ways to support us even if you aren't able to make it physically in person. Uh, so definitely go to uh, goosecon2022.com and check that out. And then now, a special thank you to all of our current patrons. Thank you so much. Dark Elf Daddy, Tiana H, Lawful Stupid Podcast, Aaron G, Bradley M, Christian S, Danny T, Jeremy Fair, Ken H, Caster, Derpy Sick, Farty McFry, Jerundu. Hey, Jerundu, thank you. Uh, Hot Ketchup, Mosey, Patrick C, Rachel A.K. Dragonbait, Remus S and Tanya S. Thank you all so much for being patrons. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash Majestic Goose and help our growing, growing cost of supporting all these shows. We've got we, so many shows. We've got now a on the lot of content for you guys. Yeah, we've got so much content that uh, the costs are really all piling up now. So this Patreon uh, really does help kind of try to keep that at bay a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is just keeping the wolves from the door, people. <laughs> uh, so please come help us, um, and also join GooseCon twenty twenty two because it can be so much fucking fun. Yeah, it'll be so good. It really will. If you can make it, like we would absolutely adore to to meet as many of you as we possibly can. Because like, it's gonna be fucking fun. Yeah, I can promise really you that. Good. Play some board games with us. Hey, there's a there's actually a VIP tier where uh you are guaranteed to get to play in a game in person with at least a few of the majestic geese which god i don't even know how you could put a price on that but we did (laughs) some goddamn talented people on this network and no matter who you end up playing with it will be a blast so yeah check all that out and uh remember at least half of what you've heard tonight is probably correct Bye, everybody. Majestic Goose Podcast.